up your frozen dinners, grab your TV tray, and settle in for another episode of The Plus Platoon, your podcast for all things Disney Plus, brought to you by Disney Plus fans. Watch along with us every week as we cover all the new, the old, the good, and the bad on Disney Plus. So put down that remote, don't touch that dial, and welcome your fabulous Plus Platoon host. Hey everyone, welcome to the Plus Platoon. My name's Derek. We are a Disney Plus fan podcast that gives honest, spoiler-filled reviews of movies and shows on Disney Plus. We look at new releases, coming attractions, and we'll even go back into the vault to visit some of the classic Disney that's on the platform. Make sure you're subscribed and you will never miss a moment. I am gonna bring in Pete. Pete, how you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing great. How's it going, Derek? Doing really well. Late night last night, but you know, it was kind of worth it. So these these things happen. Yeah. Oh, this is and, for the game, right? You were uh, Yeah. The the uh, school I have paid lots and lots of money to has won the National Basketball Championship. So well, you helped fund that. Good job. Um a very small part. Very, yes. very small part. <laughs> very, very, very small part. Next, we have got a couple guests this week. Pete and I are the only regulars that are able to be with us this week, but we are bringing in a couple of our other fans. So let's welcome to the stream, Ed. Ed, welcome back. Hey, good evening, everyone. Hey, thanks for bringing me back. Definitely. And a first-time guest to the program, we have Micah. Micah, how's it going this evening? Doing well. I'm happy to be with you guys. Yeah, and we've got Steve with us. Guys, let us know if you're out there. And Ryan says, let's do this, boys. Yeah, it's a boys' night on boys' night. Boys are back in town. Boys are back in town. Anyway. um, (laughs) I thought you were going to let him run. (laughs) No. Um, That's my limit of singing is two lines. Our producer, Gina's here. She's at Saratoga Springs. So she's not at a park this evening, which is rather surprising. But no, thanks for joining us, Gina. Please, guys, like, subscribe, share. We are on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, everywhere. Share us so we get out there and so you can invite all your friends over to watch and discuss Moon Knight with us. So so this week, uh, we've got some Disney Plus news, as we always do. First this week, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series uh, has been pushed back two days May 27th, but it's now going to premiere two episodes, which I don't know if I like them starting with two episodes. It's this Moon Knight has been the first one that's actually just started with one. And I'm not sure how I feel about that. So it'll be interesting to see him starting with two, especially because I think there's only six episodes. Yeah, it's only six. So we're going to get essentially a third of the story already one yeah and yeah i i I don't completely get that but they have their reasons yeah i'm sure next a trailer was released for the quest it's a fantasy-based reality competition where eight teenagers are basically larping to try and win a competition uh the show will premiere may 11th and p i know you said you were actually kind of looking forward to this one I'm I'm just curious. Um, it's the producers they include uh, that make the Amazing Race, which is a show I really like a lot. So I think if it's more 
reality competition based than it is some kind of like fantasy show. I think that's an interesting twist on that kind of, uh, you know, medieval LARPing genre. Um, you know, I hope that uh, Hawkeye shows up at one point complaining about everything going on. <laughs> I was wondering if we were going to bring that up. I loved that in Hawkeye. Um, and Pete, I'm with you watching the trailer. There's enough computer graphics in there that it makes me a little nervous as far as what's scripted and what's not. Right. So, but we shall see. Next, Ron Howard and Brian Grazer have announced a new documentary on Jim Henson. It will include, include all new material from his personal archives and is being done with the cooperation of the Henson family. This is supposed to basically go creation of the Muppets and some of the background Muppet stuff all the way through to where he, you know, passed on as they were working on Muppet Vision 3D down at, down at Disney World. So I think that one... I'm really looking forward to that one come out because Ron Howard usually does very well in those documentaries. So be interested to see how that goes. Yeah. They did that one on the Beatles touring not too long ago. Did you see that one? Any of you guys see that one? I did not. There was, there was this documentary was by Ron Howard that uh, covered the Beatles touring years. So it only, Mm -hmm. it only really focused on, uh, on their live shows, which they eventually like stopped doing right after, um, like in 1965 or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it, and it was, it was really well done. So yeah, I'm hope I'm hoping that's going to be good because he's an Jim Henson's an interesting guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Uh, news released today. If you are a Disney plus subscriber, you can get up to 25% off hotel stays this summer at, Dis- at Disney world. Um, to get this special, you'll need to provide the email that's associated with your primary account holder. But for Disney Plus subscribers that might want to be thinking about where to go this summer, that could be a pretty decent deal. Mm. And finally, um, Miss Marvel, it was announced, will be released rated TVPG, where all of the other Marvel shows have been TV-14. And I will say, looking at the trailer, that makes sense because it seems very, to me, it seemed very Diary of a Wimpy Kiddish with some of the animation that was shown. So. I think that may also make a little bit more sense why it's overlapping with Obi-Wan as much as it is because they're going to be aimed at probably two different audiences. You've got, you know, the teens and preteens for Miss Marvel and you've got in large parts mostly the older generation then for the Obi-Wan. Yeah. So Okay, yeah. this week, oh go ahead. No, I was just going to say I think Miss Marvel it's definitely it's it's, it's probably Maybe, maybe along with Peter Parker, probably the youngest character we've seen mm-hmm. in the MCU um, because she is played as like I don't want, I want to say like a fifteen year old something something like that, right? Yeah, I think she's just a freshman when she, when we first meet her. Um, yeah, so yeah. so she's so she's maybe 14, even younger 15. than yeah. yeah yeah than than Peter Parker. So yeah, it's, I can imagine the show is probably being directed a little more at teens. I'm sure being Marvel, they're trying to go for everybody, but yeah. (laughs) So in the comics, she is a uh, targeted much younger. Um, They sort of have several that are targeted as kids. And that was the the most recent one that's targeted young uh, as far as the comics go. So I'm I'm guessing the show will follow that. And I will say a lot of times, at least in literature, 
you look at the age of the main character and that's your target audience. Right. So now this week we are talking Moon Knight episode one. Marvel's Moon Knight came out this week. So, Ed, I'm going to start with you. What worked in episode one? All right. So I'm going to start by going into uh, I went into this not knowing anything about Moon Knight. I typically follow the common superhero characters we see on the Marvel series. So familiar with all those, not necessarily Moon Knight. So I went into this not knowing what I was going to really expect. And what I found is um, it was really from the get-go, like that first scene where you see the shoes and filled with glass, he puts his feet in there every element there and there's all these strange things happening he's popping back and forth and it's just these pieces just kept uh pulling me in further into this and unlike most superhero movies where the character discovers they've got these 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 powers or this other these other gifts and then they have their initial fight scene and they learn how to use these and then they get they have another one where they get better all that gets saved for the end and while most people would think, oh, man, I can't believe they did that. To me, that's like, hey, here's a piece of what you're going to see. Come back for the second episode. I'm definitely there for that second episode. So all in on that. And the other thing I wasn't expecting, it's it's, it's giving me this thirst to go out there and now research the original story and see if I can get my hands on some of those comic books and, and learn how the story was really told. Okay. Micah. So- well, I come at this, I think, a little bit different from most of you guys in that I grew up um, reading the the comics in the early 90s and seeing Moon Knight. And um, I think the part that I think they were genius in how they brought us the character in that it's it's coming from a different personality than we, we know in the comics. Uh, so the Mark Spector character who comes in later is the primary character in the comics, but starting with one of the other personalities is uh, a way of, like you already said, bringing us in without knowing the backstory. And it's this, I, I was loving the, I, I didn't know how they were going to jump between the personalities, but I really liked, especially the action scenes with the, the drive and the, the car chase and how he jumped back and forth and suddenly he's got a gun and suddenly he's driving backwards. And how do you do that? Um, and I also thought it really worked having the the god speak over the top, um, which at first I was like, mm, is this going to be really cheesy? Um, but I, I thought those aspects really worked. And we we don't have to go through an, an orient, origin story to actually get into the character. Um, so I thought that that side of it really worked and to bring in people who don't actually know the story. Um, yeah. And I'll stop there for what I think worked. I think a lot of it okay. worked, but yeah. Okay. I, I personally loved that this was not a typical Marvel show. Uh, I liked not seeing the big fight scenes. Those of you who have listened to know that that is my big thing. It's, oh my gosh, it's another fight scene. I didn't mind skipping it. Uh, I love that this has the potential to address the issue of mental health. And I just afraid that it won't truly talk about, you know, getting help, but we'll just use it as a plot point mm. to get to the different multiple personalities. I think that's something that I may be putting a little bit too much hope in that, but it has the potential to actually like potentially help people who are struggling with this kind of the different, 
identities. Uh, I love the use of the Egyptian gods. It's not Greek and it's not North. I love the Egyptian gods. Um, biggest thing I like about this so far, though, is it's a truly, I could have literally watched no other Marvel shows and not been lost at all on this. And you guys know how little I have a Marvel I have actually watched. And this really worked for me. Um, one interesting thing I saw is that it's actually being review bombed on IMDb with a bunch of one star reviews because it mentions the Armenian genocide. And so Marvel taking that step out there is very much is that's a step to say, we, you know, a, you can't ignore this. This is not going away. Um, now we'll get back into the, is it really separate? Is it really not here in a little bit, but guys so far, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Pete. Wow. I'm, I'm impressed that Derek is enjoying it. Cause that makes, I think, four of us. Um, I came at it similar to how Ed came at it. I knew that this show existed three years ago or two and a half years ago, but I never really did a lot of research into it other than knowing that it had something to do with like multiple personalities or something like that, or that he had some mental illness to the character. I agree that it real the way they presented it really drew you in because like, one one of my biggest complaints about some of the other Marvel shows, and I'm looking particularly at Falcon and the Winter Soldier, is there's so many different plots going on, and it's almost like, what, is it is it you don't trust your main plot because you got to bring in all these other, you know, different characters and different warring factions. Hey, let's bring in the the you know the the Wakanda women because we don't have enough characters in this in this show, and this was very. I don't want to call it linear because I mean there was a lot of jumping around, but it was really there's a main plot and that's what we're getting. And I kind of hope they don't they stick with that that we actually just have sort of this main plot and maybe maybe a little bit of subplot, but it doesn't feel like they're going to pile on all these characters for us. Um there's really the the main character um <coughs> excuse me. And then uh, and then what appears to be the main villain um, I say that because I know how Marvel does things. So I'm saying, oh, yeah. going to say appears to be the main villain. Um, <laughs> and that's, and that's kind of it. We got a couple of side characters, but they don't feel like they're going to be particularly important. Um, excuse me. A cat is getting into the wrong stuff. Go away. Um, but uh, so I, I really enjoyed it. It drew me in and I really wanted to see more. The one thing uh, guys, and maybe, maybe uh, Micah can explain this to me. I got a little bit confused. Like when he wakes up in Germany, is is that the same guy has moved from London to Germany, or is he waking up in like a different body or something like that? Because that was the one thing that confused me a little bit. Is is like all this is all this stuff happening in the same body, or is he like switching between? different people as well as personalities or is it a time thing because that was the other piece you're not clear on what time frame you're in or yeah. right what personality you got yeah he loses a couple of days there but it's it's interesting because it's it's not teleportation it is actually multiple personalities in the same body and um yeah and we are we are experiencing the story with him uh and you talked about the the whole um 
not other characters. I think using him as the main character, we will be introduced to the world through his eyes so that we we don't need to know the bigger story and suddenly we're going to meet little pieces of it through him. And as he learns it, I think we will learn it. And I think it's a great way of storytelling, but um, yeah, the, what happens for the other characters is affecting him physically. And I, I think the most powerful way of seeing that is when he wakes up the first time after coming out the the window and he's dislocated or broken his jaw there and he's experiencing what Mark has done or Moon Knight's done. And he's actually physically experiencing it. Um, so yeah, it's the same character, same body, not jumping. So, so during those, cause he loses like two days. So during those two days, he actually went to Germany, had this adventure and came back to London. We just didn't see most of the adventure. We just saw the part that he, that that personality remembered and apparently bought a new goldfish and hit his cell phone in the, whatever that is, the wall there yeah, up in the wall. Yeah. Yeah. So it, well, um, it almost okay, reveals ahead. that Mark, the the other personality, is uh, knows what's going on and knows about Stephen, yeah. but Stephen doesn't know about Mark. And Mark is taking steps to really protect Stephen, including he knows about the sand, so he knows to step over it and not step in that. And he knows with the the tape on the door to reset that, so that when Stephen wakes up, he doesn't he's not clued into this. Um, yeah, that that there are other personalities with it. Right, because it, it's clear at the beginning of the show that something is already like this isn't the start of this happening to the character. He's had weird things happen before, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he's tying himself up and everything. So, mm-hmm. but it seems like this is the first time he's awoken within whatever those activities are. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, Rachel says took took her a bit to understand the reason the main character lost track of time and splitting between the two worlds. Uh, agree it was different and good so far definitely uh vicky asked does it mention genocide in the episode or the trailer it's in the episode right after he mentions you know go and kill baby hitler basically go and stop the armenian genocide go stop all these things that happen so it was in the episode on and that. it's not moon knight that says that it's the the bad guy um right. he's um, talking about if his god would have been loosed yeah. it would have stopped all these yeah. bad things yeah harrow and amet yeah there we go um, Ryan says really enjoyed the amount of mystery in the episode just the right amount without being way too confusing I'd agree uh, Steve says had the same issue and that one as- is one aspect that you're in enjoyed figuring out what was going on uh, Gina calls it going through the looking glass that you know very similar uh, Nick says writers amazing at keeping things mysterious and intriguing without just being annoying and confusing we- guys one thing we haven't talked about there were some funny moments in this episode yeah. I'm sorry. the The chase scene with "Wake me up before you go go" is just <laughs> yes, made, literally made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I will also say, uh, you mentioned the deep, Mike. I think it was you that mentioned the demon talking over the top. You know, oh, oh, yeah. great, the idiot's awake again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that that is F. Murray Abraham, yeah, works so well. Uh, kids my age would know him from the 13 times that you had to watch Amadeus in music class. He was Scolieri. (laughs) (laughs) So now we've talked about what worked. What didn't quite work? What should be changed going forward? And Micah, we're going to start with you. And I'm one that I know a lot of the story and a lot of the background. Um, I've been reading the comics since, uh, oh boy, the early 90s. So 
um, I'm guessing there are aspects of the character that I, I just got um, that may not have, that may have lost other people. Um, the part that I think though, that I was all right with the levels of it for this time, but I'm concerned moving forward is the amount of times there's reflections. I thought it, it worked well, especially um, when it splits and it sees like the multiple ones or there are times where you see Mark plus multiple other characters and then those other ones disappear and it's just Mark. Um, I thought the reflections worked really well. I'm really concerned if they keep going with that. The other part is there was a number of comments that I, I didn't catch the first time coming through um, that I thought were some key hints at moving forward. And they dropped the dialogue really low for certain sections. So there was the the main dialogue. And then there was like this lower set of dialogue that I think anybody who isn't actually listening in really tightly was going to miss a number of those. So those were my only really complaints with it. But I, I really liked the way they shaped it, liked the music and other bits. So it worked for me. Okay. Derek? Um, for me, not much that needs to be changed at this point. Um, I know I'm going to want more background on the characters. I actually want a little bit more background on some of the Egyptian mythology. That that kind of stuff really fascinates me. Um, it, one thing I picked up on, it'll be interesting to see the fact that there were a couple of the Egyptian, Egyptian gods not on the sign that Stephen points out. I wonder if that's going to come in later. Because that's just one of the, that's one of those little things that Marvel would throw in there and that throwaway throwaway line in the first episode that comes back in episode five at the end in the cliffhanger. So be interesting to be interesting to see. I mean, am I right that that's the kind of thing Marvel would do? Yeah, I'm assuming we're going to see the hippo god too because of the when he was oh, yeah. when he was sorting all the toys and he was very specific about. Oh, this hippo is the god of so and so. I was like, I, oh, at some point we're going to see a giant CGI hippo. Well, actually, yeah. I think it's actually a combination of there's three different animals that are seen there, and they are the three different aspects of um, uh, what's the god that Harrow's um, serving. Um, uh, hold on, Amadeus. Um, not Amadeus. Not Amadeus. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, anyway, um, it's Emmet. Uh, Im- yeah, Amet. which is a combination Amet. of several different animals. It's the hippo, sort of the back end of the hippo, the crocodile, and uh, ooh, I forget the third one. But they they had all three of those animals there in that shot. So the hippo was the first one, and then there was two other ones there. And I'm wondering if that's the the combination of those is hinting at what this god looks like. So okay. at least I think that's where that's going to come in. I can see that. Um, one thing I, if I had to pick something, look, he's an amazing actor, but if you're going to do a British accent when you're this character, you need to always do a British accent when you're this character. It, it, that coming and going, if that's how we're going to be able to determine which character is really speaking, you got to hit it better, which for the fact that he is from Latin America doing a British accent, yeah, that's one of those. They never asked. He said they never asked me if I really wanted to do a British accent. They just said do a British accent. So, oh, that I, I saw a video with him that he actually like suggested that because originally they were going to do it as an American because they didn't want to set it in well, New York, and right. he was going to do it as an. They were going to do it as American. He said, "Well, if I'm from London, why not make it? Why not? Why not have a London accent?" And so he like he actually talked about where he 
develop the accent. Mm-hmm. There's there's a video out there that was talking okay. about that. So he was involved with that. And he is one of the executive producers. So I know yeah. he's involved with right. the development of the character. Um, okay. I'll go I'll go right into my negatives, which again is really not much. Um, you know, I I did find it a teeny bit confusing what was going on. Um, but I re overall it explained things enough that I feel like I'm okay. Uh, I could see that they have to tread very carefully going forward to make sure that it's not over explained, but it's, but it still explains what's going on. Like, you know, I, it, it, now I'm figuring like the fish died while he was gone for three days. And so he replaced the fish, but at the, at watching the episode itself is like, how did the fish grow his fin back? I don't understand. So, well, um, yeah, you know, I, <laughs> um, it, it, it was, you know, and I'm, I'm pretty good at under at figuring out things like this, but it, it, there was a few things that confused me. So I, I guess I'm saying keep that level right where it's at and you're good. But if you get like too far in the weeds, it really could become more annoying than anything. Um, but other than that, I did, I did like that there was a little humor in it. Please keep the humor in. Um, I do think like that's to me what sets Marvel apart from DC is that no matter how dark they go, they keep some humor. Um, and I don't know. That's, that's probably, that's probably my only negatives. What about you, Ed? Um, I actually paused when the goldfish's fin came back because I Googled to see if goldfish can grow their fins back. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think I'm going to say the same thing uh, y'all have already said, which is if I, if Derek said we can't log off this stream until we find something and I had to find that one thing, it would be the confusion factor. Now that said, there's even comments in there that that's the cool thing about the writer. And I think Pete, you're getting at that is the, the writers have written in that, that mysterious factor. Um, I'm still a little shaky on what that internal voice is, um, but it's not going to, bo- it's not bothering enough that I'm going to go just forget it all. It's, it's going to, it's going to cause me to start researching the character and say, who, who is this voice that's talking to him? Um, what's this relationship between this and what I understand is this other God that may bestow powers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a lot of, um, what am I trying to say? There's a, there's a lot of stuff that I, I got to figure out, but I'm pretty confident it's going to get explained or revealed in a non-campy way because that's the problem right when you have those shows that there's the superhero here's how they got their powers this is this is all laid out for you in a linear fashion a five-year-old could watch the show then you're starting to say okay this is getting a little too campy so and interesting you mentioned the five-year-old because this is disney's first thing behind the age restriction firewall essentially yep so this first episode was tv 14 I think going forward, as we see more of Mark's character, it is going to get m- more bloody, for lack of a better Possibly. term. Um, I almost, I almost stop. I, I didn't stop watching, but I'm, I'm squeamish when it comes to blood on mm-hmm. TV. And the better they get at that, the more squeamish I get. And so when they, when he put his feet in those shoes, I was like, "Oh no, where is this show going?" Yeah. Take? <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, yeah, totally. Now. Does the thing they're chasing really have to either be the golden snitch or <laughs> the thing I thought or of that. I was that. waiting for it to fly away. It's either that or it's the thing that's going to lead you to the cave of wonders. I'm not sure which, <laughs> but does, it, does that really need to be the thing? 
But the first thing I thought of was the, the snitch from Harry Potter. I'm going, really? Yeah. Or so, um, what is the, uh, oh, it was that, uh, was it a trilogy? Egyptian? I can't think of it. Uh, the Mummy? Thank you. Thank you, Derek. I was like, I'm never going to think of this title. The <laughs> Mummy. Is it? Is an artifact from the Mummy? And it's going to turn into yeah. a beetle and eat everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I, I feel like that isn't going to be the big MacGuffin, though. I kind of I, no. I I don't feel like that's going to be the whole thing is chasing after that scarab thing. Um, I mean, I don't I don't know what it's going to be. Um, as I said, the big the biggest thing to me, or one of the biggest thing to me, is like knowing how Marvel plays it. Is this bad guy really going to be the bad guy? Is there going to be some other bad guy? Yeah. Uh, is it going to turn out to not be that bad? I don't know. And I guess one other negative, it's like, so these people follow this guy as a cult and then go up to him to potentially Live be killed. Die. Right. It's like, it's like, would really a lot of people be joining that cult? I don't know. Maybe in this world that's, that's, but I, I, I'm not sure that that would be that. Like the first time you saw someone die in front of you, be like, no, I'm nope. good. I'm gone. <laughs> I'll take my chances. Well, and I don't know how much. I know we're spoiler filled here. I, I kind of wonder that the background that I've been doing is doesn't, doesn't the character or Moon Knight go collect things for somebody. And so is that scarab just a part of that collection and bring it back is bringing it back. Hmm. Or have I said something completely off base? And I have Micah, no idea. Mike is like thinking, what is Ed really saying? there? I don't remember that as part of the, I think one of the, the mysteries that's going to be, as we move into it is there's this conflict between the gods and I think it's already been hinted at and it's, which is the, the true bad guy. I think it's hinted at with that, that, and the conversation about avatars, I loved that, um, that drop in there because moon Knight is an avatar of one of the gods, which we haven't gotten there yet. Um, right. And I'm guessing that we're going to see multiple gods and multiple avatars, but that little drop of, different uh tv um yeah but the the conversation there between the the guys guys. the conflict between them i think is going to be interesting but i i hope that they kind of leave it as we're still coming from steven's perspective and clueless on some of that and i Mm -hmm. half wonder if that scarab won't ever show up again because that was just in the background and it's just getting at the conflict here between these different gods and we won't we won't see it again but okay. I might be wrong on that. I'll say two points on that, though. And it kind of leads us a little bit into our next topic. But one, loved the Thoth character. He was the big Ibis-beaked character. Was uh, He is one of... He's the symbol of the Crescent Moon. So he's the god of knowledge. And the fact that he was coming after Stephen's interesting. But to me, Stephen would be the character that's not lost on all these different gods interacting. Because he seems to have all this knowledge that he's not being allowed to use. So I think that's him knowing the conflict between the gods and what their strengths and weaknesses are, I think is going to come in. But Vicky brings up a very interesting point. Do you think rewatching the episode is needed? Absolutely. This is, this is one show that you're going to need to watch the, I think you're going to need to watch the episodes more than once to truly get into it because Pete, did you watch the episode more than once? I only watched it once, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. I could see where maybe at episode three, you go back and rewatch episode one to see the things that you missed that were in the background. Similar um, to WandaVision. 
So yeah. WandaVision, it helped to go back and watch some of the episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And Mike and, has already said something, that, uh, a couple of things that makes me make me say, I think I missed that. And so my to-do list this weekend is to definitely yeah. watch episode one again. Okay. Yeah. One of the lines that um, I missed the first time, I was only on the second time going through, when he first meets the little girl who's putting the the candy into the the pyramid, uh-huh, the, pyramid. the conversation between them, I, I wonder if we're going to see that girl again. Because she hints at that he's died already, which is a spoiler for coming up of part of Mark's story that we haven't gotten to yet. Um, but this is a character who's died and is back. Sorry, I've done a major spoiler there. No, but that's fine. I mean, yeah. no, that's assuming well, it follows in, the, in the comic book. That's assuming right. it follows the comics. Yeah. Well, he, he mentions when she says that he's died, he says, oh, but I'm alive. And then this is that soft voice that you only can catch if you're really looking for it. He says, did I or did I or something like that? It's this hinting at that he's not sure if he's died or not, which is okay. part of the story I think that we'll get to. And kind of leads us into the next segue. Okay, we've seen episode one was focused on Stephen until the very end, and you saw Mark who basically said, Give me control and kind of wants to kind of be the one in charge. So, Pete, I'm going to start with you going forward. Do you want to see more of Stephen or do you want to see more of Mark? Well, I think the story is interesting as we're seeing it from Steven's point of view. I agree that we're eventually going to see more of Mark at a certain point or that Steven will be able to kind of tell when Mark is in control and things like that. But I think what worked so well about this episode is, uh, and I think, I think it was Micah that said it, it's showing us from the point of view of a character that doesn't know what's going on, just like we don't know what's going on. And so I think Mark, who does know what's going on, if they bring him to the forefront too early, it it will actually make the show less interesting. So uh, I I kind of hope that they continue at least for another episode or so or so focusing on the 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 clueless Stephen character. <laughs> um, but but I also want him to like figure out what's going on. I mean I think he already is starting to, um, but I think that's I think that's the way. I would like to see it go, but uh, Ed, you want to, you want yeah. something different? No, I was going to, I was going to be happy with letting the writers take me on this journey. As long as the writing is just as good in episodes two and following, I'm perfectly fine. I, I don't have a preference either way for if I see more Steve or more of Mark. Um, the only thing I might want to see is if, um, and since Kate's not here, I'm sorry, Derek, I'll say it. Maybe the moon God can take Steve to the moon base just for a brief <laughs> visit. Um, but that's probably, Oh, we lost him. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I had to do it, Derek. Uh, <laughs> oh, begging Derek, forgiveness. We, we lost you. <laughs> I think I'm muted again. No, no I, I was. We, we could, I was. Derek was okay. muted for a second. Okay, sorry. You, I mean, you had to know that was coming, Ed. So. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I commented as soon as I said, uh, although I'm about to get blanked, and then you, you yeah, pulled the uh-huh, trigger. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Michael, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm actually going to spin it a little bit in that I've there's they've hinted at uh, some of the other personal the other personas or personalities, and I'm actually really curious to see how they're going to bring in one of those other characters. So you've, we've met Stephen, we've met um, uh, Mark. Um, the there's a Jake character that I'd love to see how they bring him in, um, but then there's also and they've hinted at that when you see the three aspects in the mirror, it's his face and two others. 
which are his three main personalities. But then there's also one other one, the Mr. Knight character, um, which they've hinted at with the posters and they've shown Moon Knight's face or the mask, but also Mr. Knight's uh, mask. So they've hinted at that those are going to be there. And I'm really curious to see how they'll bring them in and how they'll bring them in from Steven's perspective, who doesn't isn't aware of them. Because I think seeing in the mirrors that the others are aware of Steven, but I don't think Steven's aware of any of these other uh, characters that he is. Yeah, um, and that, that was really interesting at the end how like that was really the first time we did not see Steven's perspective. Right. right. Was in that in that very last scene where he turned, I guess, turns into Moon, Moon Knight or uh, mm-hmm. again, is Mark Mark turns into Moon Knight. I don't know. But um, yeah, I think so. I do definitely think we're going to see more of the other characters and not just Steven's perspective. But as I said, I, I don't know how they'll I hope they don't do that too fast, because as I said, I think the mystery aspect of the show is what's working very well. And if suddenly we're seeing what all the characters do it means it means they've given up on that mysteriousness so well hopefully and I'm not curious, too fast i'm curious when they is is steven aware of what this was or was this purely this is us in on it are we now behind the curtain and we're seeing that or is steven's uh, awareness of the other personalities is he starting to be self-aware of those other personalities like if he had just gone through that, are we going to start off with him like totally traumatized that he just beat the crap out of this monster that he thought was a fictional thing? Or is it going to be, he just wakes up and doesn't know what we know and just wakes up in the bathroom. Um, so I'm curious to see how they'll play that. That's the big piece of episode two. I'm really sh- curious how they'll start the Steven character and is he well, aware we- of what he's just done? Right, but clearly he's getting awareness throughout this episode that he didn't have before. I mean, again, we don't know we don't know how long this has been going on, how, how long he's been Stephen and these other people. Um, and at the end of the episode, he's basically communicating right with with Mark. So he's aware of his existence. And as you said, we don't know if at the end there he's also aware when Mark took over or not. So yeah, I think, I I think that's what's, it's a really good end for the episode because now we're going to find out, is he just going to wake up again as Steven and be like, Oh, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and Micah is the Mr. Knight character, the guy in the ski mask. Uh, the one without the hood, he kind of wears like a, um, like a suit. He's wearing like a suit and white gloves that are just, you know, like gloves. It's not the full on. Yeah. Okay. It's not the Moon Knight one, yeah. Okay. Um, totally great. Guys, I'm, again, you know me, non-typical. I don't think it's a simple answer. Um, if it's all Steve, that's going to be a very, very flat series. I think it would, it would, they need to go into the others. Yeah. Um, I do want to see more of him because I think he's a character like we haven't seen in the Marvel Universe yet. Um, I understand he's Mark's the main character, but Mark seems like any other Marvel hero so far. It's the characters that aren't that I really want to see and get to know better. Um, you talked about the Jake character in the credits. There's actually the card has three faces on it, right? So, yeah. so there is a, there is one of the third 
personalities that is going to show up. Um, seeing, I, I saw the different personalities as Stephen is the relative innocent. Mark is more of the moral, moral, what is right. He will go violent if it is the right thing to do. And Jake's the guy that does the dirty work. Jake's the guy that, okay, this person just needs to die. Jake's the one they go for. It, it, am I even <laughs> close, Micah? No. No? Um, okay. So, well, and this is the interesting, th- this character has really developed from when it first came out, there was, this was back, you know, Marvel and DC going at each other, stealing each other's stuff, doing slight twists. And um, the same way Batman was a rich billionaire, the Stephen character, and they've actually really turned him from the comics. In the comics, he is the, the Stephen character is the rich billionaire. And in the the early comics before the 2000s, it was that Mark took on these other two characters and played them. So he played uh, Jake, who's a taxi driver, to pick up uh, information. And actually, one of his contacts, the the guy who's still and just isn't moving at all, and he's talking to him. The statue performer. Yeah, he's one of the characters from the comics that's one of the informants that Jake talks to. So it's it's hinting again at here's this relationship with some of the other informants. And I, I think that some of those other ones may show up and I'm curious how they'll be, but it's, it's the Mark character who is um, the, the down and dirty. Um, he's one of Marvel's most violent um, characters that they have. Um, so I think Jake is probably going to be more aware, but he's, you know, he's a taxi cab driver. It's Mark. That's the, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Vigilante. Uh, well, uh, or mercenary. Mercenary. Thank you. Yeah. And yeah. Harrow actually says to him when he first sees him in the crowd, he says, oh, I know you mercenary. Mercenary. And he names him. So he recognizes Mark as the as the mercenary. And he's the one that will go, you know, full crazy, bloody. That's we're going to see that from the Mark character, which I, I'm also glad that they haven't gone there yet. Um, and I hope they don't go there too much. Um, I don't think that this will go as dark as um, Punisher, but if they're staying somewhat true to the character, he's almost that kind of violent um, at points. Um, mm-hmm. Think about Batman losing his moral code a little bit. And that's, that's Moon Knight. Um, okay. But I think that the play between trying to separate him from Batman um, has brought in more the multiple person of uh, the um, disassociative uh, disorder. And I think that that makes him a much more interesting character. I think the other character would need to, okay, who's he really talking to when he's leaving the voicemails for his mom? <laughs> Don't tell us. No, no, no. Don't tell us. But is, is that something that comes from the comics, Micah? That's all I'm going to ask. Not any of the ones that I've read and that. Okay. Yeah, I wonder if that's something that Mark set up to kind of create this world. I wonder he, if this. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's it, it's it's the it's the notes. This is what happened to me. Notes type thing. Yeah, okay. yeah. It's, it it definitely felt like there isn't an actual mom. Yeah. So, but that's but he also cheeky. didn't leave anything consequential because he was essentially lying to his mom most of the time. So well, I'm yeah. not sure. I'm not sure for sure that that is but yeah it sure it sure seems like that, that there isn't an actual mom there 
Well, and that also with the postcards, like as he walks in and out of the museum, you see a rack of postcards. And then some of those same postcards are the ones that his mom has sent him. So it's that is, is he sending them to himself? Is Mark sending them to him? Right. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and, a lot and going says, on in the show. <laughs> yeah, Vicky says she wants to see Stephen. She liked the line later, Gators. <laughs> so, oh, hey. Um, so, next week, going to definitely be talking about Moon Knight Episode 2. I think that's going to be a big thing. But we are also going to be talking about a show called Car SOS. And this is a show that we've had, I've had several requests for. Um, the basic premise is that two guys take cars from mostly around England that are beaten up and have some kind of a story attached to them, fix them up, and then present them back to their owners. Um, from what I've been told, the episodes mainly stand on their own. So any show from any season will work. Pick a couple episodes and let us know what you think. And so we'll be talking about that next week. And I think that... Um, <laughs> yeah, as Glenn has Glenn said, it's a main Marvel character. Do you really expect him to have parents? I, I expect them to have daddy issues. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Nick, Mike, I think Nick said it best. We would love for you to come back and discuss further episodes of this series as you've got time, <laughs> like our comic book cheat sheet. It's a perspective that I've really enjoyed having. So um, open invitation, Michael, whenever you're available. And Ed, you too. For very the very specific knowledge set that Micah has, no, we'd I, love to have you back. Yeah, Micah is so. perfect for the for the boot night stuff. I'm intrigued by all the things that he's learned. I'm definitely yeah. going to have to pick his brain about where to find these comics. So, mm -hmm. um, they're fun. Uh, other than in his house somewhere, that's so, what so, I'm afraid um, of. Yeah. So, would you recommend? So, Micah, would you recommend like a a specific run if if you're enjoying the show and you wanted to look at the comics? Because I know with well, with any with Marvel or DC, they typically you know kind of reboot the characters a lot. And you mentioned early on he was more of a Batman style character, and and now he's got that uh, you know the dissociative um, personality. So is there a a point at which it would make sense to like try to catch up with the character if someone was interested? I think the comics starting in the early two thousands are where we we get a lot of the the shift to this, and I haven't. I haven't read some of the newer ones. Um, most of <laughs> I got older and got kids and didn't have money to buy comics. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but pre me having kids, I, I watched a lot. I mean, I read a lot. So um, there are a number of things that I think to, to understand this show starting in the 2000s, um, maybe even in the 2010s moving forward, I think would be some of the more interesting ones to read. Um, and they've never really rebooted him. He's always been one that it, they were questioning his sanity. I think they've just sort of clarified what part of his sanity are they questioning and sort of just re, um, how do I want to say it? Refocused that conversation in a really interesting way. And I think that this show is picking up on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you guys have any other suggestions on shows, I said we're doing Car SOS next week. Um, we're going to need some other shows to watch. So if you have suggestions, please email us at plusplatoon at gmail.com. Uh, we are, as I said, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, we've got our live show every day, Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. 
If you can't watch us then, we are available on all major podcasting networks. Please get on there and give us those five-star reviews to help us get out to more people. And if we are on plusplatoon.com, we are at facebook.com slash plusplatoon. And with that, everyone, I think we're going to say goodnight. And we will see you next week for Caro SOS and Moon Knight Episode 2. Bye, everyone. Good Moon Knight. watching this week's episode of the plus platoon be sure to subscribe to the plus platoon podcast to keep getting great content each week then head over to apple podcast and leave those five star reviews as they help make the plus platoon visible to even more disney plus fans also go to youtube and like and subscribe to the plus platoon channel where you can watch all future episodes live if you have a question for the Plus Platoon, please send us an email to plusplatoon at gmail.com or connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Plus Platoon. The Plus Platoon is a Disney Plus fan podcast and is not affiliated with the Walt Disney Company or the Disney Plus streaming service. All opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the individual hosts and in no way reflect the views of the Walt Disney Company. Thanks for watching and be sure to stay tuned for next week's episode because the Plus Platoon is to be continued. Bye.